one of the most beautiful parts about the book of Romans is that sin is revealed to us. And I know that sin doesn't seem beautiful, and it is not beautiful. But it is beautiful that sin is revealed to us. It's not a single sin, although the Holy Spirit does that for us. It is sin itself that is revealed to us. In chapter 7, verse 13, this is what Paul says, Therefore, did that which is good become a God, become a cause of death for me? May it never be. Rather, it was sin, in order that it might be shown to be sin, by affecting my death through that which is good, so that through the commandment, sin would become utterly sinful. See, that's what God does. When His Holy Spirit comes to you in the beginning, He convicts you of sin. Not for condemnation, but to reveal His holiness and His love. Because as we confess our sin, He forgives us. If you say to yourself that you do not have sin, then you actually lie against God. To know that you have sin helps you to understand the depth of God's grace and His gift towards you. I've tried for almost 50 years to stop sinning. And in some cases, there are certain sins I just don't do them. But that's by the power and presence of God's Holy Spirit. Yet my nature is still filled with sin. And there's not a single person alive in the past who's lived or in the future who will live that will not have sin. But God gives us grace. Without Christ, we have no choice but to sin and to die. But when we do have Christ, he gives us a choice. First, we're aware of sin. Second, we are aware of him and his calling and his holiness. And third, he gives you the power to say no to sin. Without Christ, we cannot have that. This is what Romans chapter 7 says. Or do you not know, brethren, for I'm speaking to those who know the law, that the law has jurisdiction over a person as long as he lives. For the married woman is bound by law to her husband while he is living. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law concerning the husband. So then, if while her husband is living, 
she is joined to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is not an adulteress, though she is joined to another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ, so that you might be joined to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For while we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in the members of our body to bear for their death. But now we have been released from the law, having died to that by which we were bound, so that we serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. On the contrary, I would not have come to know sin except through the law. For I would not have known about coveting if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, taking opportunity through the commandment, produced in me coveting of every kind. For apart from the law, sin is dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin became alive and I died. And this commandment, which was to result in life, proved to result in death for me. For sin, taking an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So then, the law is holy. And the commandment is holy and righteous as good. Therefore, did that which is good become a cause of death for me? May it never be. Rather, it was sin, in order that it might be shown to be sin, by effecting my death through that which is good, so that through the commandment, sin would become utterly sinful. It's a beautiful statement. Because of God, because of his law, we know that we're sinful. Because of his presence, we know that we are sinful. And that has to be a foundation of enjoying grace. Because in the very midst of our sin, God chose to seek us out. God chose to become a sacrifice for your sin. He willfully and lovingly gave the life of Jesus Christ to pay for your sin. And that's where faith comes in. When I look at the sin in my life, Somehow I want to make up for it. I want to pay for it. I want to redeem myself. And you can't do that. Jesus Christ died for your sin. He took your sin upon him. 
his blood was shed, and the price was paid. And the free gift of God is his grace toward you. He forgives you. That is so beautiful. You are forgiven. He not only forgives you, he gives you his spirit so that his righteousness can guide you now. Instead of having only one choice in life, and that choice being to sin, you now have a choice to follow Christ and be righteous. And when faced with temptation that leads to sin, you can turn your eyes towards God, and He will give you power to overcome sin. Please understand this. The knowledge of sin in your life is a gift from God, and it's beautiful. Because as you acknowledge your sin, you can acknowledge His grace, His sacrifice, and His love for you. My child, God loves you. Father, take your child today and let them be thankful that you have received their love towards you. Father, let them be thankful that you have sought them out with grace and the abundance of the gift of forgiveness. Let them walk in newness of life today and no longer be a slave to sin, but a slave to righteousness, holiness, and to you, Father, our God. Amen.